Welcome to the Broken Sun. Stroll over into trauma, then? Yes. You do, which means Augustus. Okay. So the character disappears from the scene. They disappear in a way that makes sense narratively. You get a shot in the back and fall forward into the door. Your body goes through the door and slip as you get up to, I assume, look through the door or follow it. Augustus's avatar is not there, it has vanished. Augustus, I'll get back to you in just a moment, but CD. You are having a ghost brain battle. You hear a gunshot fire behind you. Um, I, I've imagined... Okay, so what I am picturing in the theater of my mind is that CD fell like, forward when the ghost touched them. Okay. And kind of like fell into the ghost if the ghost is not solid. Does that make sense? So CD was on the ground and the ghost was kind of standing in them. Yeah. And then now CD has gotten up a little bit they're still kind of inside the ghost and they're like got a crazed look in their eye which is different from the normal crazed look in their eye mm. and is like be you know they've dropped the skeletor voice um and are full cd at this point and like now listen here i have enough ghosts already to deal with you're nothing new so either join me Get the heck out of here. And I am going to doctor again. What's this doctor doing? How is this doctor? Uh, so doctor can also be comfort. So CD is basically getting up and embracing the ghost. Okay. G yeah, good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you're in a desperate position. I think this will have a standard effect, again, for reasons which may become clear sooner rather than later. All it needs is love. Desperate standard. Oh, boy. Yeah, and don't forget to mark your experience. Yeah, so since the regular character advancement thing is full up, what do I do? Well, you're marking experience uh, in the trait, not your character playbook. Oh, okay. Yeah, then. so you would you would mark insight experience. Okay, well, then I am only one away from... Uh, Augustus, did you mark experience in uh Oh, in right, resolve? and I'm going to use a gambit, so I have yes. an extra dice. Okay. You just so you guys know. So that's a bonus die. And if we get all ones, uh, we'll see what happens. If we get all ones, I'm just going to nuke this iteration of the game. <laughs> okay, good. That's a five, a three, and a there one. There was oh. another one in there. Yeah. <laughs> the highest was a five. Okay. Do you get experience for failing the resist rolls? No. Okay. I don't Checking. think so. Um, yeah, I don't think so. Can we say that this is a six now since... I finally got something that wasn't a one. We got to earn those sixes, my friend. If it no, were a coin flip like that, perhaps. All right, you've got a five, which means you succeed. Um, oh, boy. But you there's a consequence, of course. <laughs> right, you die. Uh, so you stand up, and as you stand up and sort of out of the apparition of the ghost and go to put your arms around it, it suddenly solidifies, and 
is no longer flickering or changing shape or anything like that. Um, and what you see that is interesting here is that it has solidified into the shape of you, not CD's usual jackal headed avatar, but you as you looked as a human. Oh, that's fun. So do I have to describe what CD looked like as a human now? If you want. Okay. So standing before everyone is this, well, they look female, feminine. I guess you would say, yes, they are of the female gender. So she has black hair, like a longer page boy cut, like uh, straight bangs across the front going down. This is like any age of CD, I guess. This is like younger. Um, brown eyes. This would be CD in their prime. Okay, yes. Brown eyes, uh, brownish skin, but clearly like not, like they're half white, half Mayan. I, I think that that is clear. So imagine that as you will, that skin tone. Um, and they're wearing like an all white kind of like shift dress at this point um but also like a doctor's coat over it also in white and wicked awesome eyeliner i have to say and um a green turquoise pendant in the shape of a scarab on brand that is who you see in your arms eyes to eye with uh your your pluto persona here Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the consequence is as you do this, the sim drops away from around you. You can no longer see the sim, but you see what you have your arms around in the real world. And it is also you, but the skin is green. Oh, okay. It is a body that looks just like yours did when you were human and in your prime, barefoot, wearing a hospital robe. It's she stares you in the eyes and opens her mouth. And the only thing that comes out is this hissing of air as if she were trying to speak but was unable to find words and after a moment she collapses to her knees cd is cradling her like a like a child like this is the most precious thing cd has seen in a while slip okay we'll come back to that because i think there's probably some interesting things to go into there but what's Uh, going on with slip the door is open uh, what wait is cd still there in the sim or has cd disappeared we don't know nobody's looking right now Yeah. Gosh, what would Slip do? You saw the door open as Augustus collapsed through it, and you saw Augustus disappear. The other side of the door is dark, but there appear to be lights in the distance. Tuck and run. Go through the door. Okay. The door slams shut behind you as you enter the hallway. Uh, Running, walking. How are you moving down this hallway? I'm full-blown panic mode unless I stumble immediately into Augustus, which I don't think I do. You don't. You're sprinting through the hallway. The light is growing closer and closer. As you skid to a halt at the end of the hallway, you see three doors, one to your left, one ahead of you, and one to your right. The doors are identical in every other way, aside from their positioning. And to make this more perfect, there should be two gargoyles here. (laughs) Uh, I feel my way through the sim to see if any of them are traps or just not there. Okay, so you either want to hack or attune on this, I think. Okay, I think I'll try attuning. Okay, you're in a uh, desperate position still. Your effect here will be standard. That's a four. Okay, so as you are casting your mind out through the sim here, you can see that only one of these doors appears to have nothing behind it. So the door directly ahead of you just appears to be a dead end. On the one side of you to the left, you can 
sense signatures that you might associate with weaponry. On the right, you can sense a very familiar signature that would remind you very heavily of your erstwhile ally, Terry. You can sense, as a consequence here, that you will only be able to activate one of these doors before this section of the sim collapses. Can I resist that by holding it up longer? You can attempt to, for sure. Sure. Let me try. That'll be with your resolve. Okay. No stress. You roll the six. You take no stress as you are attempting to keep the sim from collapsing. You can feel that the actual sim itself is unraveling behind you as it goes. Uh, and you are holding it together so that you can access these doors. Which door do you go through first? Uh, the one with Terry behind it on the right. Okay. On the right, you see a cage, a familiar looking cage. In the cage, there is a body, one that you've never seen before but which you know instinctively is some part of Terry. You've seen this cage before, back in your Zero Act. You recognize what it is. Consciousness cage. Terry's body is jerking fitfully from time to time. I try to do the same thing I did back then and just turn it off and take Terry out without just harming them. Okay. Um, I think for this one, you're going to have to either hack or rig it because it is a physical cage. As I recall, that was how we approached it last time. Are you going to go after it physically, or are you going to try and beep-boop your way through the commands? No, I'll rig. Okay. I'll try to physically take it apart, because I still don't know how they work digitally. Okay, your position remains desperate. Uh, you've seen this before. I'll say your effect will be great. going to push myself for an extra die. Okay. That's a one and a two. The curse is strong with this one. Okay, um, let's see here. <sighs> hmm. How's this going to go down? Okay. You are able to dismantle the consciousness cage. The issue is that this is an updated model. It's newer than the one you saw last time. It has more fail-safes than you expect. As you are making your way through the physical components, you touch off a fail-safe device. The cage begins to clamp down on Terry's body more firmly, and you can see the convulsions are growing more and more intense as this happens. You are concerned that however much of Terry is here, you are going to lose it. That is the consequence of what is going on here. I'll try to resist. Okay. Use your insight. Okay. I trauma out. You suffer three stress. As you are working your way through this consciousness cage, frantically fighting back against the fail-safe device as it clamps down on Terry, with one last Herculean sh push of effort, you are able to force the jaws of the machine apart as you shove Terry's body out of the machine and instead it clamps onto your arms. We don't quite see what happens here because we drop back out of the sim and we see CD with her own body in the arms of her machine. Chassis. Yay, female pronouns. Uh, sorry. So CD is kind of like looking at themselves, but green. Mm -hmm. And says, oh gosh, I don't even know what I would call you. Sticks? Haros? I guess Haros will work. Okay, I'm calling you that because that's kind of my name, but it's different. And, you know, I don't want people to get confused. If you can't talk like this, that's fine. Do you need to breathe air? Could you go farther out into the station? Just a nod, yes. And then CD demonstrates as your an keen, affirmative. Sorry, your, your keen doctor's instincts inform you that this body is unconscious. Oh, okay. It is unconscious. Okay. But the area you are in does have life support still. You're in the inner. Okay. 
Okay. Um, if CD looks around, does CD see anyone they know nearby? You see a collection of various people, all of whom right now appear to be unconscious. CD wouldn't know this, but we in the audience might infer that the sim collapsing and unraveling like that did uh, cause the type of dump shock that has knocked out everyone who is currently logged in at the time. But you do see Augustus's familiar chassis with its uh, is it silver. I muted. Yeah, it's like that silver white porcelain type thing. Right. Okay. With its familiar shiny humanoid appearance. And um, if you go looking, you can probably find uh, Slip's dilapidated chassis further down an abandoned hallway. I should mention next to uh, Slip's chassis, you also see one of Terry's uh, remote bodies. So basically CD is just holding one body and is like looking at all these other bodies and just like, this is a little too much, but okay. Um, oh, I still have a med kit or did I use it? You have your fine med kit. I assume you all parked your uh, shitty truck somewhere nearby. Yes. A couple um, of houses away per use. The scramble plan was in place. So I guess CD being the only conscious person at this point is going to take the live body with them go grab the truck and bring it back to get the robot friends okay across from where slip's body is you see a door that has been unlocked but not opened mm. open oh. the door um okay can we just can we just say that cd has started a body pile <laughs> <laughs> friendship so um, Slip and Augustus are on the bottom layer with Terry as well. And then uh, Heros is, is laid on top of them because Heros is organic. And mm -hmm. CD peeks into the door that Slip's body somehow seems to be pointing at. Okay. Inside you see a container. The container matches the description of the one that you have been hired to retrieve. Okay. How how big is this container? It's the size of like a pickup truck's bed. Does does this container look look familiar? No, it's not that container. Oh, okay. Thank you. Um so just like giving a cursor like a quick glance, does it look like I'd be able to like bring round any of my uh compatriots if I get a doctor? <sighs> Probably. You could probably do that. Just so that I'd have an extra pair of hands because CD has only two hands, which I now realize probably a design flaw that might be uh, fixed later. Mm. But um, who looks the least injured? Who, who looks like they would come around the easiest? Um, I mean, Slip's chassis looks rough on the best of days. Yeah, uh, I was about to say, <laughs> but yeah, that's true. CD's going uh, it... to uh, deal with Terry then because... They know that Slip is hard up and uh, Augustus is not good lifting. Okay. So you administer, you know, cyber smelling salts to Terry's body or mm -hmm. something along those lines. Uh, let's do your doctor. You are in a controlled position. You are in a field of unconscious, organic, semi-organic and mechanical bodies just littering yeah. the area that was the, uh, the law enforcement ball. Your position is... CD is com totally uh, compartmentalizing because, boy, howdy, is this going to affect the PTSD later? Yeah. In fact, I am going to say this is still a risky position because you don't know how quickly any of these people might recover. So risky position, but standard effects for you. 
Okay. Let's hope we've exercised the ghost from this. Okay, well, we got well, a three. There's, there is also a one. But neither of those succeeds. Uh, okay. So you administer the shock to Terry's body, and Terry's optics come online, and they blink once or twice. Terry sits up sharply and then stands and looks around in a bit of a panic, frantically turns and sees you and pauses and then squints their optics dimming and narrowing, and they say, CD, what are you doing here? Well, that's a little bit weird, but, uh, your voice sounds different. Who are you? What are you talking about, CD? It's me, MP. What the heck are you doing in one of Terry's bodies? What am I doing in what? MP looks down at uh, his hands and his body, his legs, which he doesn't normally have because his usual body is a floating little red thing. And he says, oh dear, oh dear. Really quick question. How did you know it was me? I got a totally different chassis. Chassis. Oh, you know, friends will always recognize their friends. Also, I assumed he gestures at the body pile behind you. I mean, there's Slip, Augustus. Well, I need your help since I just resuscitated you. uh, I need your help carrying them and Heros here to the truck. And then we need to get that thing in there into the truck, too. Oh, are we on a heist? Yeah, like old times. He looks around at the field of collapsed bodies and looks back. Oh boy, y'all have gotten a little bit more vicious than I last remember. Oh no, that wasn't me, or them. It was that me, and they point at Haros, who is still passed out. This feels like a discussion for later, MP says, and goes to start helping you load up the truck. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. By the way, do you remember anything about, like, how you got here? That's probably also a discussion for later because, boy, it's a long one. I do like stories. Oh, I have to show you my new coffin. Yeah. And he says just sort of, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Heck yeah. Don't worry. I'm not changed a bit. (laughs) Yeah. Don't worry. It's just for me. Um. Okay, so I think we should move forward to our downtime here. Okay, but really quick question. Yes. Just just for my mind, is it possible that we get like a special rebreather life support for Haros? Um, that's a good question. What are you going to do with this live organic body? Oh, she alive though. Okay, I actually I I have a solution to this. MP says "Uh, I actually have a bolt hole that I can take you to somewhere safe and with life support. So uh, why don't I drive? Awesome. Our ride is missing. I'm sorry to hear that. I guess that's why he looks down at his hands. Okay. Uh, He drives. He drives you through a lot of unfamiliar locations. He goes into an underground passageway down into the sewers where you're used to driving around with probable cause. And eventually, after a long series of twists and turns, opens out into... Uh, what looks like some type of abandoned water treatment plant. Ah, so can we say that during this CD is explaining why the green thing is called Heros? If you want. Yay. Long story short, it's the Greek version of the name Charon, which is CD's canon name, Charon. That's good. Yeah. Sorry, CD's version of the story is much longer. <laughs> I would assume so, knowing CD. So there's this big cavernous uh, old abandoned water treatment plant that's clearly not being used anymore. Probably this used to service the mid and outer layers of the sun back before they no longer needed water and stuff. But there is still life support in here. 
Go ahead. Sorry, I'm guessing. Sorry for interrupting again. I'm guessing that they had like multiples and that with fewer organic life, there are like extras that they don't use anymore. Sorry, and saying that we still have organic life. So we would still need some water treatment plants, but probably less. Yeah, this is this is one that is no longer in use. There would definitely be water treatment areas. In the middle of this water treatment area, a sort of space has been cleared and there is a big ship sitting there. And the ship, when you're looking at it, it's a it's an unusual shape, but CD might recognize it as a type of shuttle that used to transport people from the Earth to the colonies, out to the stations, and so on and back. Uh, it looks kind of like a big metal chicken, and you can see painted on the side of it is the number 88. <gasps> My child! Sorry. We're getting our Chinese food delivered. Standing outside of the shuttle is an extremely large woman in a fully human body. She has dark skin and her beard is braided into several different points. A headscarf covers her and she wears green and gold robes. She's standing next to a young man who is wearing a blue and orange hat of some sort that looks like it might be metallic. The large woman turns and comes over to the truck and seeing what's inside, she frowns and reaches behind her back to draw out a long monk's spade, which is faintly glowing on the crescent moon end. Hi, well, aren't you a big, tall glass of water? My name's CD. She draws herself up to her full, impressive height and says, I am Mandukaya Muti, whose joy is fire. What brings you to my oasis? Well, a lot of things went down. I was at a party with my friends and we were gonna steal weapons from bad people. And then, this uh, Haros showed up and started messing with people. This is Haros, sorry. Um, this is Slip, and this is Augustus. I still need to doctor them back awake. But anyway, there was this big blow up. Haros started kind of knocking people out, shattering their consciousness possibly. I started playing the violin because, you know, music tames the savage beast or, or whatever and and then um i won our mental battle um and then i got thrown out of the sim because this was all happening in the sim sorry um and then when i woke up haros was there and everyone was passed out and Epi was there it was really good to see him again anyway so then he offered me a ride here and that's how i got here nice to meet you again um while you've been speaking mandukai has been looking at uh the terry body which has been making hand signals a variety of them and she's been making hand signals back to it until she nods and she turns to you as you say nice to meet you and she says very well it is nice to meet you as well cd please be welcome uh, she puts her monk spade away and goes around to the back of the truck where she sees the box uh, the large box taking up the back of it and she lifts it out, uh, hefts it onto one shoulder and turns to walk it up into the shuttle. Uh, if I could whistle, CD would do that uh, That whistle like, like but I guess CD doesn't have that downloaded into their uh, vocal things. So CD is just kind of like wow, she's really cool. She, she's, uh, they say to MP. As she passes the younger man, she says Sonan with me. And he follows her up into the shuttle. So here you are. We'll fast forward a little bit. You have been tending to your fallen comrades. So Augustus 
clear all of your stress and slip clear all of your stress when you return from a trauma all of your stress and wounds are cleared or is it just stress might be both i'll double check but you will need to determine for your characters a trauma from the list on your character sheet got it so the options there are cold haunted obsessed paranoid reckless soft unstable or vicious and you also mark one of the box one of the boxes under trauma there to indicate what has happened that what has happened to you uh, has changed you in some fundamental way that's fine stress and trauma okay i hope no one is upset with cd calling mandukai a tall drink of water because i think that's one of my favorite weird compliments that doesn't sexualize anyone or is anything i'm sure she enjoyed it Water oh, is I... precious to people who live in a desert. Yes. And listen, there's okay. She's uh, not about it. She'll cut you in half. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's not. She's not shy. Okay. So you otherwise drop out of the current conflict, only to come back later shaken and drained. When you return, you have zero stress, and your vice has been satisfied for the next downtime. Trauma conditions are permanent. Your character acquires the new personality quirk indicated by the condition and can earn experience by using it to cause trouble. When you mark your fourth trauma condition, your character cannot continue as a scoundrel. You must retire them to a different life. So we have cold. You're not moved by emotional appeals or social bonds. Haunted. You're often lost in reverie, reliving past horrors, seeing things from your past that others may not see. Obsessed. You're enthralled by one thing, an activity, a person, a goal, an ideology. Paranoid. You imagine danger everywhere. You can't trust others. Reckless. You have little regard for your own safety, best interests, or well-being. Soft. You lose your edge. You become sentimental, passive, or gentle. Unstable. Your emotional state is volatile. You can instantly rage, fall into despair, act impulsively, or freeze up. And vicious. You seek out opportunities to hurt people, even for no good reason. You can play your trauma conditions as much or as little as you like. They can totally transform your character's persona or have only a small impact. It's up to you. If you do play them strongly, though, allowing a trauma condition to complicate your character's life, you earn experience for it. So, do you have anything in mind? As far as downtime? For your trauma. Or are you still oh. thinking about that? We can start downtime as well. I, I got mine. Okay, what is it? Haunted. Right. What do you think is haunting CD? Whatever I saw in that cage. Or whatever is haunting Slip. CD is always haunted, but by very different things. True. <laughs> All right. Do you have one in mind, Augustus? Yes, I went for obsessed. Okay. What are you obsessed by now? I think all, all this running around, they're getting shot in the back by Goober has convinced Augustus that they, uh, they really should be in charge because they would not let this sort of mess go around unchecked. Okay. You're obsessed with taking control of the solar free state? Pretty much. Alrighty. Downtime. Between jobs, you may pursue two downtime activities, attending to personal needs and side projects. Keep in mind that you are, um, I mean, you can leave this place. You can go back to your, your garbage pile and stuff. Uh, you can't take the body with you because the body can't survive in those conditions. And uh, yeah, so what downtime actions have we got? Our own baby Yoda. <laughs> Just what I wanted for Christmas. Well, you know, I aim to contort every desire into something horrible. <laughs> Although Cassie are made from DeLoreans. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, can I I'd like this. Oops, sorry. Go ahead. Okay. So you get six cred for the delivery of the weapons. Congratulations. Woo. You can split that up as you wish. Upkeep is, uh, we don't need to do upkeep right now because you don't have your ship. There is no vessel. All right, heat. After a job, the crew takes heat in the systems the job took place in. I would say this is, let's see. It Honestly, was, General, Griefer, General Griefer knew who you were by the end of this. Uh, but the actual job itself, I think most of the attention was on the apparition. Yep. 
plus everybody went unconscious. Uh, I'm going to say we start with two heat contained. Yeah. Plus one heat, high profile or well connected target or public use of artifacts. Definitely high profile and well connected. So we're up to three. Uh, plus two heat for killing hegemonic citizens, massive property damage, illegal weapons use. Unfortunately, this happens even if you aren't the ones doing the killing. So that brings us up to five. Wait, are they dead? Uh, people on the dance floor died when the construct touched them. So they were literally dead there. So it appears. Well, that's, that's my fun. favorite song by Radley disappearing and reappearing on the dance floor. Oh, great, great band. My favorite. Uh, so five heat. You didn't damage a hyperspace lane or system gate, though, so good. So that's five heat in the inner system, which I believe makes you wanted there officially. There is probable cause. There it is. It's nice to feel wanted. I just want to feel wanted. All right, so that brings you up to wanted plus three heat. Oh, wait, no, that was five. So that brings you wanted. Wanted level one plus four heat in the intersection. So I'm sure that won't cause you any upcoming problems. All right, entanglements. Roll a die and contend with insult with results. So you're wanted one now. Would anybody like to roll the die for your entanglements? Yes. So you roll a six-sided die. Uno. A one. Of course Ship it's a trouble. one. Why wouldn't it be a one? Well, in this case, a one doesn't necessarily mean bad. I know. It just, just means ship trouble. The trend. Uh, which we can deal with. Let's see here. Do, do, do. We have no ship. Yes, you don't have a ship right now, so you have escaped your entanglements this time. Woo. Wherever the probable cause is, it's actually falling apart. I can assure you that your ship is in trouble. Aww. Okay. Downtime. So you can pursue two downtime activities attending to personal needs and side projects. Uh, you're not currently at war with a faction, but I should pop open the factions character sheet here. And let's see here. Do factions, you did this job for uh, the Vile Lance. So you've done a job with them. Your status increases. Oop, okay. Uh, you have stolen from section blue. Your status goes down to negative one with them. Oh, boo-hoo. And let's see. Uh, no, pain wasn't there, but the general grievance, your your status goes down to negative one with the general grievance as well. All right, downtime activities. Who's got some? Go ahead, Slip. Slip would like to try to locate the probable cause. Okay, your long-term projects. Yes. How are you working on this now? Hmm. By hmm, trying to get into local surveillance records about its last known last known location. Okay. Are you doing a hack? I think so. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it's basically a gather information role using your hacking rating. It's a five. Yeah, there's the five. Okay, so I will tick this up by uh, by one. Is it one or two with this? No, it's by two. Okay, you know where it is. Cool. You have discovered the location of the probable cause. Um, so that's good. You now know where the probable cause is being held. You have found records of it being impounded by... Do our, well, you're going to love this. Section blue. Well, that makes sense since they since they had the Terry body there. It does make sense since they had the Terry body there. Almost as if they had the rest of Terry somewhere else, too. Aww. Okay, so you have located it in one of uh, Section Blue's holding areas. Uh, it's been impounded. You are not able to find all of the information about uh, how it's being held or what they've learned from the probable cause or anything like that. But you've got a location. This is good. Yep. Other downtime activities? CD, Augustus? Yes, I would like to heal or indulge vice. Like to indulge your vice. How are you doing that today? It, isn't it always just... Just like, what would, what does it look like? Oh, what does it look like today? Um, So are we still hanging out with Empty? 
Um, yeah, I mean, if you want to stay on the Express with MP, Mandikai, and Zonin, you're welcome to do so. Oh, yeah, because C- CD is totally... Did you just hear that noise? I don't know no. what the heck that noise was. It's the ghost. You've been chosen. <laughs> <laughs> I obviously have... Oh, wait, no! CD's gonna indulge their weird vice by hanging out with Heros, trying to figure out their deal. Um, you can do that, but I will tell you that hanging out with Heros is basically like hanging out with somebody in a coma. Oh. Uh, so super cool. Yeah, like she doesn't really respond. Which, which pronoun should I use for this body? Oh, yes, she, her, because uh, that's what CD was going by back then. Okay. Um, she is not responsive any further than after that. Uh, you know, after your first meeting on the dance floor, um, her brain waves, if you examine them, there's really nothing going on there. Her body is functioning and is alive, but essentially she is a vegetable. Cause she's green. Uh, yes, she's, she's <laughs> comatose with no brain activity listed. It's as if she were an empty shell, but, uh, if you are indulging your weird vice by hanging out with uh with with the body and examining well, with it her, you can with do her so. and everyone else basically you know hanging out on the 88 being like hey so uh i'm sure cd is also doing paper mache at this point okay. we'll, we'll just say that so, cd's been making a paper mache uh sarcophagus for uh Harrow's to lay down in all right well go ahead and indulge your vice where are you getting this paper from I don't know. Hammer space? Um, do I get a bonus die for being with a contact while doing that? Uh, yes, you do. Oh. Okay. So you clear for stress, bringing you down to three total. Yes. That is that is good. That is very good for, for CD. Augustus, you have returned from your sojourn beyond the mortal realm, a changed person. Uh, what is your first downtime action that you take? I would like to try to recover some of my harm. Okay. Uh, your doctor's back, so presumably we'll use CD's doctor rating for that. You have my permission. So Thank recover. You. Removes all level one harm. Uh, rolls ship's crew quality minus one or a crewmate's doctor ability. So roll uh, using CD's doctor ability and advance your healing clock per level. So let's roll using that. CD's doctor ability is uh, two. So you'd roll 2d6. And do I just clear my level one harm automatically? Yeah, that goes away. Your wrist is healed. The bullet may take some time. Okay. So you advance your healing clock by one, which I believe fills up your healing clock. That it does. Uh, You reduce shot to level one harm. You can choose what, what name that has for you no longer have a bullet in you, but... There is still some pain there. So just a bullet wound. Okay. Second round of downtime actions. Slip. Now I could heal and just get rid of the broken clavicle or bruised clavicle rather. Yeah. I mean, that would be a good idea to do a recover action. Or I could try to track down other Terry's. Also an option. Start that. Um, let's see. Would you need a long-term project for that? Um, hmm. Trying to think because you've got one of Terry's bodies right now. For some reason, MP's in it, but it is Terry's body. Lots of questions to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you have an idea for what your long-term project for that might be? Tracing Terry's signature. Okay. Now, what is your what is your goal for doing this? Seeing as you know where the probable cause is, are you thinking that there are other other proxy bodies out there somewhere? I'm assuming the the other proxy bodies are being are not kept are not being kept with the ship. Okay. I will tell you so that you don't spend a lot of time on this. As you start this project, you are able to 
basically do a ping and find that the remainder of Terry's proxy bodies are being stored with the probable cause. Then I've done an excellent job. Yeah. So think of something else you want to do. I don't want you to be uh, sort of wasting downtime actions on on that. I'll just recover then. Okay. So roll 2d6, assuming CD is going to help you with that. Of course CD is going to help slip with that. Why wouldn't they? I couldn't say. Okay, so you advance your healing clock by two, and you clear your level one stress. CD, do you have a second downtime action you'd like to do? Yes, and just uh, so everyone knows, I'm going to use one of my cred to take a third as well. Sure. But um, for the second, I'm going to get rid of my level one. I'm going to roll to get rid of my level one harm. Fair. Um, And I'm just rolling my doctor, right? Yeah. Uh, this would be controlled mm-hmm. standard. Yeah, the position effect don't really matter here. Hey, we got a six, there. Hey, six. No more. Okay, harm. so you advance your healing clock by three, uh, so up to five, and then you remove shaken entirely. Augustus, did you have another downtime action you wish to pursue? Yes. Can I keep working on my long-term project? Absolutely. What are you going to do for working on opening a casino this time? I think I managed to scope out a um a location. Yeah, you last found time? a good location. Yeah, I guess now I'll try to procure it with uh, my newfound earnings. All right. So you're going to try and barter for it. So you go and you speak to the people who currently own it and are selling it. Uh, It's empty and kind of abandoned at the moment because it was uh, bought out. I think we remember saying like it lost its business. It was a local area that people enjoyed. So you were trying to refurbish it. Time. Okay. so they are asking for it. All right. Their asking price is six cred. That's their starting ask. Wow. Okay. Uh, I will try to talk them down. Okay. Uh, what action do you think this would be? Command. Oh, I wish. It'll be a sway. Okay. So you go into the meeting with the individuals and uh, obviously, you know, hostile to any idea of taking any less than six cred, which they are quick to point out is already considerably less than a building of this size would normally be worth. And they're only willing to part for it for such a low, low price because of your excellent reputation and also because they don't say you know it's just a drain on them right now so let's see how that goes unless you have a scene you want to do there first uh, i think we can skip the scene i'm basically just going to emphasize that you know i'm aware that it is a drain and they're very much unlikely to find someone willing to at least someone local with good intentions to buy it. And that if they do offer me a deal, I'll be quick to point out their generosity as far as uh, stimulating, you know, trade and employment in the local community. What are you hoping to get them down to? I think I'm really hoping for four. Okay. Well, let's see how we do with your sway. Uh, Which position and effect am I rolling? It's just uh, no position or effect. So just whatever you put, it doesn't matter. It's a fortune roll using your sway uh, rating. Oh, okay. Four. Of course, there's okay. a one in there. I'm, I'm not given the way tonight's got. Okay. Uh, they are willing to release it to you in one of two ways. Uh, first, they will accept three payments of two cred each over the course of like X number of months. Um, Second, they will give it to you right straight out for five cred. You know what? I, I want the deed in my hand, and, and I'm pretty obsessed about starting this adventure. So I think I'll, I'll I'll take the five. Okay. Do you have five cred? I do. I mean, I have like the four on me and some in my stash. Okay. Let me just check how stash works. It's our first time. Okay. Cred and stash. Our first time using stash. Okay. 
When you mark characters, your stash. No, that's not what I want. Removing cred. If you want to pull cred out of your stash, you may do so at a cost. Your character sells off some of their assets and investments in order to get some quick cash. For every two stash removed, you get one cred in cash. So it will cost you two stash to get that uh, that last cred. Hmm. I guess I can do that. Okay. So you remove two stash and your four cred there. And you now own the deed to this place. I'm going to advance your clock. First, I'm going to advance it by one for your roll of four. I'm going to advance it by two more for acquiring a building. So you're now at five on your project to open a casino. And all right, CD, you said you had an extra action you wanted to do. Yes, I am taking away one of my cred mm-hmm. um, to work on my clock, my long-term action. To find to- George Perry's backup. Yes. Okay. How are you doing it today? Hmm. Let me look. Um, I don't remember what I did last time, but I guess CD is just gonna, I don't know how, what they're going to do this time to further this because it's been a while. Um, well, last time I think we said that it wasn't where it normally would be, correct? Um, yeah, it's not where it's supposed to be. So I guess this time CD is trying to do research, trying to figure out um, who might have it in for CD and for framing them and who has it in for George Perry. All right. What type of action do you think that would be? Ooh, I'm going to say that's a study because that's like a research. Makes sense to me. Controlled or would you say this is risky since? It's just controlled because these are the downtime actions. It's uh, they don't have the regular position and effect rules. Okay. Oh, I got a five. Wow. So that's a five. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to advance your clock here. Long term project. Just let me double check to make sure I'm doing it right. Yeah. Advance it by two. Oop. So I'm up to four out of six. You're up to four. You're getting close. You're hot on the trail of this missing backup. So you're finding clues. You're connecting things together with yarn on your attack board. Yeah. So CD had to go back to the garbage to put that string up. Um, <laughs> so in doing this, do we have any particular information you want to divulge now not at this moment but i will have some next time depending on how next time you work on this okay so i guess that's it for downtime unless we want to do some more role play well there's probably questions and stuff that you have and now is the time for real quick uh, i do get an extra downtime thing just because of my playbook oh right for acquire an asset or uh what's the other one or is it just acquire an asset? Uh, asset or laying low uh but i think i want to acquire an asset let's hope it yes. goes better this time let us not get a shitty van yeah your, your truck is outside the express 88 where it just stopped working the wheels fell off it made a god, sighing noise god bless that little boy <laughs> he tried his damn I want to see if I can get my my grubby paws on some kind of executive password or something that'll allow me to access more of the sun systems. Oh my word. Mm, you want a key? I, I want a key to the city. Okay. Well, uh you know how this goes with your uh your crew quality. So you roll a d6 and we see what happens from there. Wait, no. Acquire asset. Let me Triple check that here. So many downtime actions. Okay. Roll crew quality. So yeah, roll 1d6. A five. That is much better than the last few times. What is the switchcraft? 
Okay, so you receive a tier one skeleton key. This will allow you to access higher level sun systems once in your next mission. Specifically just the next mission, or do I have it until I choose to use it? Uh, temporary use. Uh, yeah, you can use it once, but I'm going to say that there is sort of a uh, a bit of a time crunch on it like they will eventually discover that this is gone That's so fair. don't save it as long as Maeve saved that secret anymore. I don't know how to do with that alright so you are aboard the Express 88 the younger man isn't appears to be going out on different missions and stuff like that and tinkering with stuff in a laboratory that remains locked. The woman is there most of the time. She appears to be holding down the fort and uh, is familiar with MP, Mandukai, as she described herself. This ship itself is uh, powered down for the most part, like as in it's not flying now. It's signatures masked as much as they can, but it's got all all the basics that you would require for living. The inside of it is, it's basically like a big bus there's two le- two levels in the front. There's a bridge with a bunch of different uh, seats laid out in a horseshoe shape and then a captain's seat in the middle. Um, most of you would have ridden on or at least seen one of these in your life before you became what you are now. Uh, it appears to have gone through some modifications. There are weapons grafted onto it, some type of weird, uh, there's bunches of weird graffiti on the inside in different languages that some of you may or may not know. And uh, yeah. Is, is there this is a tapest- where you are. Is there a tapestry tacked over one of the holes? <laughs> no, that was repaired. Oh, okay. Well, as this you may is recall. Really, this is really weird, but I found a petrified piece of cheese under one of these seats. <laughs> and Akai looks at it and says, Ah, interesting. I don't believe this is petrified so much as Mandukai uh, leans over to sniff at it and says, Ah, yes, it is goat cheese, and it is a dried goat cheese, suitable for long-term use you could try it if you wished and then mandakai pauses although i suppose you couldn't nope though maybe Haros could and cd has now put it on the side of the paper mache sarcophagus for when they wake up hmm. um you may have noticed at some point i don't know if cd is examining Haros or not at any point Yes. So you probably found the tattoo um, on the inside of Harrow's left wrist at that point then. What is it of? Is it a number? It's not a number. It's a logo. Is it a, a corporate phoenix? Logo. Well, yes, of course it's a phoenix. Uh. I mean, I would assume that CD would probably come to recognize this as the body that they ordered from Phoenix. Oh, that's fun. So, um... CD kind of just looks at the bot, uh, Haros, and is kind of like thinking about it, and it's like, nah. hmm. so it isn't. Looks over and says, "You appear to be concerned. What is causing you to stress?" Oh, I haven't made all of the best choices, um, in my life or on life or or whatever you want to call it. Well, I lived and then I died and and now I have a programmed consciousness inside of a robot which isn't necessarily living though some would argue that it is. <sighs> Mandukai nods but does not appear to actually understand what you mean. I guess Heros is kind of supposed to be me but technically some of her DNA isn't mine, so she might be considered my daughter. Mandukai um, sits down and steeples her fingers in front of her, resting her chin on them as she examines you and the body 
And uh, she says, this is very strange for me. Where I come from, you are alive and have a body, or you are not, and the body is sent. She gestures, well, I suppose, as we learned here, for use by your people. Oh, uh, well, not all of them, actually, because I uh, saved them, some of them. Not all of them, I couldn't. But if you're from down there, I do have, well, uh, this is complicated, but basically back on Earth and other places, we would do something called a burial, which, or we would dispose of our loved one's remains in different ways. So um, I have a area i'll have to well i don't know if i could bring you you'd need some life support but there is a lot of remains there i do not know that my interests lie in seeing so many remains cd though i am surprised to learn that they are not in use i had understood that your people use them as substitute bodies i never liked that yeah well, it's kind of made me a wanted criminal, but yeah, I kind of stole a, a lot of them. Um, unfortunately, to get Haros here, I did have to donate uh, DNA of one or two, well, how many exactly? Five people to kind of help make whatever this is here. But Haros is special. She has my DNA and uh, one particular individual's DNA that I saved. I won't pretend that I can understand what this means, CD. Well, basically. But I can see that it is causing you some concern. I can't understand the genetic engineering behind this. I am, even among my own people, not considered the brightest, but huh, she pauses. Well, perhaps not mentally, but physically, yes. I forget yeah. myself. Yeah. <laughs> I can only offer to speak with you about these philosophical concerns you have. I am, of course, the champion of Velico and may be able to help in some way, but... Well, maybe you could put my mind at rest about this. <sighs> How many people are there down there? On the, she pauses, station. Yes, because, I mean, <sighs> I've been dealing with this for a while. I thought that he might not mind being a father already i just want to put it inside here that this is something i had i've been planning for a very long time and this is a perfect time to mention it sorry i'm getting excited one of the bodies came in was special he was a dad we had some sort of weird psychic connection i he has a son yes uh well i have some of his remains left and I would like to give it to his son because he was very upset that he lost his son and couldn't protect him anymore. And CD kind of stops and looks at Mandakai. Do I have to roll something to see if Mandakai remembers or if CD remembers Mandakai from that vision? Did CD see Mandakai in that vision? I feel like CD did see Mandakai in that vision. CD saw the group. CD saw Lean and... Okay. Okay, right. No, Lean and you're right, not Mandakai. I'm getting people confused. So is is what you're saying here is that CD used genetic material from Hector? Yes. Is that okay with you, Mike? Oh, right. Yeah. If it isn't, we can just say that CD only has the ashes. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Just this thought was, I would check in. This just, was completely uh, impulsive. Hey, Emrin might kill you. Okay. There's that. I'm good. Broken uh, Sun Civil War. Don't know about him. 
Okay. Just thought I would check with, with you as, as Emran's player there. It's quite possible <laughs> that it's not actually, um, it's up in the air at this point, but if it actually took or not is CD doesn't know basically. If if what they had provided was viable or not, that's that's the thing. So we can kind of backtrack there if we um, don't want to. But I had thought that CD had enough of an emotional connection with Hector that um, they would have done that. It makes sense to me as something that CD would think of to do. Mm-hmm. I just uh, just want to make sure that the you know the the affected player is on board there. Yeah, I'm okay totally with on board with this weird zombie creature that you made oh it's technically hector's biological child yeah um so Mandakai, again her her brow is knit um she says ah a, a type of surrogate i suppose i cannot speak for the individual in question there are as of the last census approximately 11 million people living on the station in gov's domain i know that his name was hector that's it. He died protecting these two people from someone who had fire hands. That's about it. Uh, I so, knew a Hector once. It would be highly unlikely that it was the same man, given the sheer number of people and the number of people named Hector. But Common name. Yeah. Yeah. A Hector who died by fire, I know of only one. And she uh, puts her hands on her knees and stands up. Uh, she turns away. You see her back is fairly stiff and she clasps her hands behind her and she says, I, again, cannot speak for Hector, but you may need to answer to his son when you meet him. Oh, that's fine if he wants to kill me off or Harrow's off. (sighs) The only reason why I made it or her was so I would have a little bit more time to fix. My plan was to take her down there and give the remains back. And then I could die again peacefully. And that was it. I just wanted to pick someone that was, well, could hug his son again. You may have your chance, but I cannot promise you what that response will be. It's fine. I've done a lot of really messed up things. So, well, I'm already cursed, but you know. She turns around to you and nods and says, you are not alone in having had difficult decisions in your life and having made choices that even in the moment you may not have thought were the best. All of us who have lived long enough know what this life is like. All of us who have lived in a situation that is not what we would wish for have had to find our own way. And she nods, if you'll excuse me. Uh, She leaves to go to a, a different room on the ship. What's everyone See, else up to at the moment? Sorry, okay. go ahead, CD. I, w- I was going to say CD took out their reliquary and it's just like, sorry, bud, and then puts it back. Any of the rest of y'all have questions? You want to talk to MP or anything else like that? I'd love to talk to MP. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you have a chat with MP. MP seems camp in just, uh, uh, a different part of the water treatment plant. Yes. Out of character quickly. Has Slip ever met MP? I don't remember. Um, MP is one of CD's contacts, so seeing as Slip and Augustus have been working with CD for a while, presumably you have met with MP, seeing as he is also runs in the same circles as you. Got it. Just wanted to make sure. So you would at least be an acquaintance of his. So Slip has a camp set up in a different part of the water treatment plant. It appears that did I say Slipper MP? MP has this set up. So MP is not staying on the ship with the other two, but in this little encampment that he's set up. It's up a level, like uh, on a catwalk tucked into a corner behind uh, an old water reclamation 
tank of some sort that no longer works. He set up a bit of a, a lean-to, a little charging area, and uh, you see one of his regular bodies is there and appears to be connected to uh, some type of interface that you would recognize as being something you can use to plug into the sim or to do hacking that you're not supposed to be doing. He's standing over his body, uh, I suppose, when you go up to see him, and he's uh, has plugged a cable from the Terry body into a port in the MP body, and uh, both of them have their eyes shining back at each other. MP's sort of uh, face that he has on the screen of his regular little floating red body with the paddle hands that split into fingers and stuff. The face is sort of like an e-ink display of a face, fairly simplified. Um, As you may recall, if you've met MP before, although I think that was mainly the InGov service crew that met MP. Anyway, that's where he is. He appears to be working on transferring himself into his regular body. Hi, MP. Oh, hello, Slip. Say both bodies turning towards you simultaneously. Oh, that's... That's charming. Oh, sorry. Let me just... And uh, the Terry body slumps a bit. Sorry about that. Yeah, that's okay. Um, Wanted to talk to you about that, actually. Of course. I assume you've got questions. A few. Shoot. How did um, you end up occupying one of Terry's proxies? I cannot answer that question very well. I was trying to find you um, after we sent out... Well, we, we have been in contact with the Resistance since returning. Um, and I was busy trying to track down the probable cause. The resistance is aware that it's missing and was also trying to find it. Uh, but I understand that you've done that already. Yes, I have found it. I was looking earlier, finished up. Well, I had, for my part, located one of Terry's, uh, stray proxy bodies and was attempting to pinpoint its location. And, uh, then some weird things happened in the sim and... I woke up in their body. Bizarre. Yeah. You know, these weird freaky things always seem to happen on a Friday. Eh, body switching on a freaky Friday. I haven't seen you in a in a long while since before the attack. Well, I learned that it wasn't really an attack, but since before we got that hole blown in the side of the sun. Right. Gosh, that was months at this point. It's been a while. It feels longer. Well, well you know how time is for us. Stretches. Or you lose some of it. Anyway, um, I've pinpointed the rest of Terry's proxies. They're with the cause as well. That's good. I worry. Well, them. yeah, actually, that might be bad. It means that Go Terry's on. all in one place and probably being dissected if he hasn't hidden himself themselves. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, you and I, we all know Terry's extremely competent at staying hidden, but in enemy hands, I'm worried. Me too. Timetable on grabbing the cause back is very short. I might have an idea for that. But it would require you to trust me and trust some people you've never met, but whom I trust. Are these people physical? They're from the surface. Right. I have a feeling about that. That's where I went. When the sun, when that hole blew up in the side, I I was there. I fell out. Made contact, apparently. Some people down there found me. And uh, it's 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 worse than we thought down there. Worse than the whole creating a civilization just to body snatch them? You remember this when we got here? This station was full of people. I do remember. They're almost all gone. There's barely anyone left. There were billions of people here. Are we dealing with one or two billion? There's 11 million people left. Slip's face turns off. Sorry, that happens sometimes. I I know. I just... 
I mean, the reports, the information that they make available, it's it's all lies. It's all lies. But I worry that even if we knew, we wouldn't have done anything. That's what scares me. Like I don't know. I don't know why it's come out this way. I mean, I think that's above my pay grade, but I can't see any reason this should have happened. The land has just been turned to desert. Like someone glass the surface it's hard to say it's like i mean you remember climate change back on earth right sure all the shifting weather patterns you know they led to places that were lush being turned into deserts deserts spreading across the planet it's like that happened here but in fast forward it can't have happened on its own would have required terraforming technology that we have on the sun it might like i said we knew it was bad but it's so much worse than we thought all the more reason to give them back their eden if we can but all right so you delivered that package for the resistance right full of people you took it to the core yeah it's they're in there right there are four people from the surface in that container in stasis they should be getting revived mp looks down at his wrist there's no watch there it's just a habit he says oh any minute now days and you know my people are going to try and help them get into the core and i don't know what they're going to do there but I'm not going to stop them, and I'm going to help them any way I can. Of course. But they might be able to help us at least get the probable cause out along the way. They seem like good people. Well, most of them. Hmm. Most of them. <laughs> the, the girl with the cheese, she's up to no good. <laughs> <laughs> well, if anything, having the cause back in play is going to make their escape easier if they need it. I know not everyone is necessarily going to be on board with this but i don't think i know that i can't let things be the way they are anymore i've never been able to do that so i understand what you mean do you think the others will back you up if they don't i know how to launch people into space hmm. about that this was already going to be difficult enough for them and for us anyone who wanted to help them out but i don't know if you caught this recently but you know my people and I, we've been doing some digging around in the official communications and the not-so-official ones, if you know what I mean. Apparently, right after the attack, well, the accident, they sent people out into space from here, the sun, and they found other humans out there. Looking for backup, huh? Yeah. The worst part is, they're here. Other ships? Yeah. I wasn't able to get full information, but there's a fleet. They'll be at the station in about a week, maybe two. Their envoy, their ambassador, he's on board something called the Spot some kind of warship but things are really coming together right now in a way that is so so dangerous i don't think anyone's prepared if we can get control of the the station's weapon systems we might be able to turn it on the fleet but i don't know how long it would survive against an onslaught if they knew the station were compromised yeah i don't know that we have the defenses to deal with a fleet most of what we got is just for blasting away meteorites most most like i said if that means if there are other people out there i can't imagine where or how they've been living brutally this this was the only large-scale habitat that humans ever made and we had the colonies on the moon a few bases on mars a couple space stations but we don't know what's happened to any of those since the emergency but i don't know what these people will be like i don't know what they've been told i don't know what they believe but they're here and we have no time left can we assume the emergency might be in play we have to assume it is there's no way to know otherwise this much havoc is going to call its attention then like i said i'm scared we've got all the entire human race and one convenient little bullseye for it and there will maybe be fireworks lots look i i gotta finish this transfer being in this body is very strange to me I it feels wrong so. sure and uh, there might still be part of terry in here so 
maybe we can work together on fixing that, but uh, I need to get myself out of it first. You finish up, I'll busy myself. All right. And he gives you a nod and uh, returns his attention to his task. I spin around on my treads, crab walk away. Whoop, 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 whoop. Yep. That was very tense. Let's do it, Bird. Thank you. <laughs> Anything else you all want to do or talk about? Scenes you want to have? Mm. I mean, I'll talk to Mandakai. Nobody has any objections. No. I hope Mandakai cuts you in half. <laughs> <laughs> that is a real and present danger with Augustus. Truly <laughs> hate you. <laughs> Truly hate Augustus. Um. Okay, yeah, sure. So, uh, yeah, Mandakai is, uh, we'll say she's on the bridge at this point. There's an unusual amount of sand around the captain's chair, as in there is sand there. Are there any? On one side. That is to Are say, there... there is at least more than a handful. Is yeah. there, like, any moles? Not anymore, but they were there, as you may remember. Yes. I don't know if you ever cleaned up all the sand, but... No. Not having access to vacuums, probably not all of it. Yeah, there's definitely still sand. Wait a second. Is the ship, like, awake? No, it's powered down. Never mind. The ship's in, like, maintenance mode, basically. I just want it known, though, besides the feared, petrified piece of cheese, <laughs> there's got to be, like, something else Keva there. She was the last one. A single strand of silver metallic hair. Quite possibly. <laughs> That's wriggling inside the vessel. <laughs> Horrible. Um, yeah, Mandukai has a, a broom, and she is sort of disconsolately brushing at these grains of sand, but without anything to pick them up with, and she doesn't seem to be willing to actually go and find a dustpan. Uh, she's really just moving the sand around on the floor, up in this uh, raised dais of the captain's chair. Is any of she... it, like, zen, sort of? No. 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 This is Mandukai. <laughs> If it were, you know, other people from from her group, maybe. But no, she's just pushing the sand around, looking uh, not in the best mood. Oh, wait, there is definitely some paper mache project drying nearby. That CD has been making? Yeah, it's probably like the face mask of the sarcophagus. Great. (laughs) Andukai is avoiding that corner. Augustus. I'm assuming she hears them before she sees them because just the nature of the chassis. Oh, absolutely. She doesn't ask if you were building a rock garden, but something tells me you don't have those down there. Rocks are about the only thing we can make into gardens, she says. Well, at least there's that. On the subject, how is the station? She pauses in her brooming, uh, takes a deep breath and turns around. From what I understand, not what it once was. It is a vast, trackless desert, sparsely populated outside of the capital. We live under the iron grip of a church set up by your people, designed to turn us into chattel. So no, it's not great. This whole conversation is probably made worse by the fact that just Augustus's opera mask face is just always in like a big grin. Yeah, that can't help. Well, you have my condolences. Uh, I was not involved in that. And uh, even in the old days, churches used to do that sometimes. Never been a fan myself. Well, unfortunately, we don't know anything about our old days anymore. Yeah, someone destroyed our history. Hmm. I would be happy to help you fill in the blanks at some point, though. After a couple of centuries, uh, even my data banks start to wane a bit. She leans the broom against the captain's chair and uh, pivots it a little bit. It doesn't squeak, so clearly it's been greased. She nods and leans on the back of it. The chair looks almost small beneath her, and she says, I may take you up on that offer. Why so curious? Well, when this whole debacle started, I was of the mind that the two stations, well, this isn't big enough to be a station, but that we should open a dialogue and work together. Unfortunately, more uh, 
militant minds prevailed and um, set in motion the whole chain of events that brings us here. Uh, unfortunately, the current management is still, as you've no doubt learned, unsavory. Yes, he says. I have certainly learned a great deal about what it means to be unsavory coming here. It is a den of scum and villainy. I'm... No stranger to violent people in power making violent decisions. The scales are different. The stakes are different. But it seems that often when people in power can use violence, they will. The danger, though, is that even when the violence is done, the silence that follows it can be just as damning. Unsavory elements aboard this battle station, she says, raising her eyebrows slightly, may have begun this campaign. But no one here has ended it in over 300 years. And entirely fair point, though some of us have been working as well as we can to do so within our respective bounds. The nature of life upon the, well, unlife on this station makes it very difficult to stage a meaningful resistance sometimes. I see. I suppose I can understand that. Your means have been deeply restricted. Your bodies have been taken from you. I'm flattered you can understand our situation, but I assure you that we continue to do our utmost. And given the newly arrived assistance from the surface, we hope to be making more impactful strides. I thought I would check in to learn more about the station. As you can imagine, uh, Given who controls the flow of information around here, uh, the reports are less than accurate. So I have seen, she says. MP showed me the official records. Even those are damning enough in my eyes. But I can tell you that the station's changing quite rapidly right now. A revolution has taken place. There are factions vying for control of the apparatus of power that has been left in place. Some I trust, some I do not. I can't say what the surface will be like when we return, assuming we are able to. But I can say that there is a very slim chance your people will be welcomed with open arms again. Oh, that's never been a doubt. Uh, I wouldn't welcome us back with open arms. I don't embrace people I've known for centuries with open arms. And I'm sure you can understand my puzzlement. What is your desire, Augustus? My desire is what it has always been since I was an urchin stealing to survive on the streets, and that is to survive. And given the current state of management upon the station, it's very likely nobody will survive. The powers that be currently will have us all starve or rot in our shells aboard this vessel to protect the select few in the core who will also die but they are content to die last so i think a change in management is required moreover given that by all accounts our well i i don't know if i should really be using the word human given my current state, but uh, there's a lot less of us than there used to be. And I think it's important now more than ever that we try to coexist as much as possible. It's also come to my attention that there are some outside powers at play that are neither the two of us. So I think it's even more pressing that we eliminate the most unsavory of elements and work together to survive whatever barbarians come to the gates, I think in this case, the evil we know, or at least have known of, for centuries is better than one completely beyond our ken. That may be true, Mandakai says. I have compromised with devils in the past, and I am sure I will do so again. I have told you what I can. She reaches for her broom and straightens. I would like to be alone. 
Of course, I will just leave you with the parting wisdom that the two main forces on this station are of one of a militant and the other of a more economic resource driven situation. Uh, those reliant on their resources should be brought to heel easily enough if we can cut the head off the militant hydra, as it were. She nods, beginning to sweep again. There are many forms of violence. And she turns back to her work. I will leave her to it. A wise decision. I did die, Michael. <laughs> Got you there. Okay. Don't you worry. I have a little bit of an epilogue for you, if you don't mind. Oh, no. Okay. Just need to pull up oh, these I'm files. Here. I didn't know if we'd have time for this, but I think, yeah, we've got a bit of time. Our camera pulls out of the water treatment plant and janklingly makes its way up through a series of vents and into a familiar site, the core. The core is, as usual, beautiful, gorgeous, manicured, everything in its expected place, nothing where it should not be. You see the police on their segways, cyborg bodies rolling back and forth along the manicured streets, watching as the embodied folk who live their lives of privilege go about their days, walking their dogs, watching the fish jump in the rivers and streams, hunting deer in the woods, the usual life for them. But there is something out of place now, and as we approach the palace in the middle, for it is a palace now, for whatever it once was, we also begin to descend down back down and back down there's a building we go through the ceiling of the building down through the first floor the second floor the third floor the main floor then there's a basement a sub basement a sub sub basement and below that where even the elevators don't go a hidden chamber this chamber is connected to the outside world only by an unknown contrivance on one end and a tunnel the room is filled with slowly quietly beeping electronics much older model than you would find at station. A large container is in the center, one we've seen before. The box is surrounded by figures in human bodies. One of them taps a final command into a keyboard, presses the execute key, and the box begins to hiss open. Inside, we see three figures and an empty spot where a fourth should be. The audience, of course, would recognize Maeve Sentis, Kavajarma, and Emran Pak. The empty space, then, must be where Zora Jackson should be. The monitors continue to beep as the pulse comes back up to where it should be, and life returns to the three figures in stasis, bringing them awake. The lights come up, gently, softly, gently. And through your eyes, Maeve, and through your eyes, Keva, and through your visor, Emran, you can see the shape of a man and a woman. They are standing over you. The man turns away, having completed his job with the keyboard. But the woman leans over, and in the light, you can suddenly see her face, her features. Her body looks like a human, but is completely mechanical. Clockwork eyebrows raise in surprise as she sees you, and then into a knowing look. Her nostrils flare open and shut, not naturally, but as if they were ratcheting, oiled precision. As you groggily come to your senses, she smiles. Tick, tick, tick go the little mechanisms in her face to pull up where the non-existent muscles should be and says, Welcome back. I'm Coriander Spearpoint. I'm so glad we were able to make you our guests. I have no idea what the Resistance wanted with you, but here, with the Surface Liberation Front, you'll find your destiny fulfilled. And that's the end of Session 5. I've been Matt. I'm your friendly guide here on Stories of a Broken Sun. Here, Inspectors of a Broken Sun, our second season. My pronouns are he and him, and you can find me on Twitter at Ycaliber. 
or follow the show at Broken Sun RPG. Today, I was joined by Velvet. Hi, everyone. I'm Velvet. She, her. I've been playing Augustus, they, them. Uh, clearly the most passionate revolutionaries. <laughs> you can find me. <laughs> you can find me on the interwebs at OG Brown Sugar. Wonderful. I've also been joined by Michael Blood. Howdy, everyone. I've been playing Slip, they, them. I, I am also they, them. You can find me on Twitter at GoodSirBlood, and I am most certainly the least dispassionate of revolutionary. Good double negative. And we're also joined by Keekers. Hi, everyone. It's me, Keekers, also known as Be a Space Cat on various websites. I played CD this session, they, them. Oh, and I'm she, her. And uh, what am I going to say this time? CD, Dr. Frankenstein of the station or space station, sun, whatever you want to say. That sounds about right. (laughs) All right. Thank you all for joining us for our a midpoint session of Spectres of a Broken Sun. We will see you next time for our climactic prologue, I suppose, as we move into a new phase of this season. And I will hope to see you there. Until then, all the best. All the best, folks. Thanks. All the best. Space squids. Space squids. Space squids. Space squids.